Hola, hello, bonjour, ciao, sveiki. All of these are different ways of saying hello. And all of these languages are spoken at Arcos, a European university alliance that brings together seven universities spread across Europe. Bergen, Granada, Graz, Leipzig, Lyon, Padua and Vilnius together are Arcos. This is the Arcos podcast. This is Arcos Knowledge Pills, hosted by Gerhild Leliak and Pietro Osti. Hello, everybody. Welcome again to this uh, new episode of Arcus Knowledge Pills, our space in the Arcus galaxy, where we talk with uh, some experts about some things uh, that we are, yeah, we think are important for us to learn and to tell you about. Today, we are here with my uh, wonderful co-host, Gerald. Hello. 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 From Graz. Hi. <laughs> And, uh, of course, with our guest, Einstein Janssen, Professor Janssen from the University of Bergen. Hello, Professor. Thank you for having me. So you are one of uh, our particular guests because uh, this, the topic of today is like, uh, say, I don't know, Gary, what do you think about it? But it's like uh, a common, a common uh, topic because we are talking about uh, funding research in the universities, which is, of course, a very important uh, thing to, to develop. And Professor Janssen and the University of Bergen had launched a super interesting initiative called Friends of the ERC. And I want to ask uh, Professor Janssen to explain us his role and what uh, was the beginning of this idea of Friends of ERC. Okay. Yeah. Uh, ERC is the European Research Council, uh, which is um, a fantastic organization. It funds uh, breakthrough research in all fields of, of research, from uh, outer space to the inner workings of our of our body, to to history and old times, to the inner parts of our globe. But it's it's set up to fund what we call frontier research, which is research that breaks the frontiers of knowledge, and uh, it's one of the best and greatest innovations, I think, of the European Union. It's been extremely successful. Obtaining a grant from the ERC uh, really boosts the careers of scientists. And, and it funds both uh, young scientists and middle-aged and, and more, more uh, experienced scientists. So, so, so this, is a, uh, this sort of unites Europe in terms of making uh, knowledge breakthroughs. Now, the reasons for the friends of the ERC is that we were looking ahead more than half a year ago and seeing some clouds on the horizon where we were afraid that in the next budget of the European Union, the seven-year, what, what they call the multi-annual financial framework, the budget for ERC and, and for research in general could be squeezed. So, so my role in this is twofold. Uh, I'm a professor in, at the University of Bergen in climate research. So I work on studying the Earth's climate. I've had a big grant from the European Research Council that lasted until uh, last year, which was a fantastic uh, opportunity to, to do research. But I'm also a member of the Scientific Council of the European Research Council as of one year ago, 
which means that I'm a part of a group of twenty-one uh, scientists who who governs the European Research Council. So I, so I have sort of many hats in this. But then some people in my university came to me and said, "Well, we are afraid that the ERC may lose out in the in the upcoming uh, budget battle in the EU." Uh, so why don't the University of Bergen take an initiative to create a petition where people can can sign a petition in support of the ERC in the budget? And uh, these were some very talented people in terms of communication knowledge about the EU's. And I said, yeah, maybe that's a good idea. And the rector of our university teamed up and got lots a uh, number of other rectors to to be part of this petition and both from Norway from other Scandinavian countries from Austria I think also the rector of uh, your university signed and this is a petition that is addressed to the heads uh, of the lead, of the leading EU institutions the European Parliament uh, the commission and the council who together control uh, the EU budget. That's the background. the The background is is nice, but uh, it doesn't seem at the moment that we will be so successful. But there is still hope. Yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> there's always hope, or hope dies uh, last. And before we uh, jump to um, the keyword you gave us, uh, success of the petition, let's maybe go a little bit more with the background here, uh, because I'd like to ask you, why do you think did the uh, EU or the people running the EU, why did they make uh, these financial cuts in the budget um, dedicated to research? What, what could be the reasons? As research seems at this moment more important than ever, right? Yeah, I, I completely agree with you there. I think there are a number of reasons. Uh, we live in very special times now with the pandemic uh, that may have had some influence. Well, leaders of the EU were very foresighted when they created the ERC. Uh, so they, they should really be, be applauded for creating this uh, organization uh, more than 10 years ago. And it was supposed to have a a much higher budget than it has had, but there's been an increase over, over the years. And uh, a bit more than half a year ago, there were proposals coming out from the Commission <clears throat> and also from the, from the Parliament that indicated a substantial rise. So something happened in between. So, so we were expecting that the budget should go up, not to the level where it should have been, but at least an increase. But now we are facing a stagnation or a decrease if the current budget comes out. And I think the reason for that is that research ended up in a squeeze between the groups of EU countries that want a stricter budget. They are maybe favorable for research, but they want other cuts. And then there's a group of, of EU countries that benefit from other programs, such as the regional programs and, and so forth. And they didn't want the cuts, but they, they may not be so interested in the research budget as the primary interest. Of course, some countries, most countries are to some level. And then 
there was a squeeze and, and to reach an agreement on the total budget. Uh, uh, there was a meeting in July with the heads of states in the, the EU Council, and and they basically came to a compromise where research was uh, squeezed. So the Horizon Europe, which is the big research program, and ERC is one part of a pillar in that, was was squeezed. And this was also influenced by the by the need for special funds to get Europe up and started again after the pandemic. But I, in my opinion, this is, this is misguided because if it's, as you mentioned, if, if there's something we, we have learned from the pandemic is the importance of research. And many of the basic, basic uh, innovations that uh, has been very useful in the fight against the, uh, the coronavirus come from ERC research. Uh, this year, um, two of the, there are eight Nobel Prize winners that have been funded by the ERC over the years. So, so it's clear that real scientific breakthroughs often come from ERC. ERC also creates more patents than the other parts of the programs, which are supposed to be more applied. Because these ideas are novel and bring us closer to, to a better future. Professor Jensen, with the, with this podcast, we, we we maybe aim also to convince somebody that the ERC maybe they didn't know what it is now they should be or <laughs> hopefully they are, and also regarding your field of research, I think uh, there's plenty of uh, examples in which research has done a lot and is doing a lot. Do we have some kind of marketing phrase that we can use that you can suggest us to convince people maybe we are not so expert or in the middle of this all this process but uh, as we talk with friends and with colleagues and what do i do what do you suggest to us maybe you have a phrase that is useful <laughs> well i would think investing in research is an investment in the future so and, and we wouldn't have been sitting here today if it hadn't been for scientific breakthroughs. We couldn't have this conversation without major breakthroughs in, in many technologies. And the way we interact now is, is completely based on, on scientific breakthroughs over the years. The problem is that everybody knows this, but the, those who decide on budgets and politicians, they have a tendency of just thinking for the next few years when they're in office and not for the longer term, which is more beneficial. So if one have, have been able to think about the longer term, then, then an investment in the future should, should see a real boost in, in research spending, especially on, on basic science or, or frontier research. That is what I think should be, should be governing. It's, it's to invest in the future and a better future for, for people in Europe and also in the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely a convincing, <laughs> convincing idea. Um, you mentioned earlier that 
you are a little bit uh, skeptical concerning the chances of uh, the success of this petition. Uh, could you tell us more specifically uh, what kind of number are we talking about? You said there has been a decrease uh, in the budget. Can you give us a percentage, a number, so that people understand the substantiality of this uh, cut? Yeah, well, now I think this year the budget of the ERC is about 2 billion euros per year. And uh, the way the budget is planned now would give us less than that uh, for the next seven years. And of course, there is inflation uh, on top of that. So, so over seven years, uh, the budget will, there will be a stagnation or a reduction if there isn't more funding being put into, into this part of the Horizon Europe uh, program. So it depends, of course, then of, of, of the inflation rates over the next seven years. But, but instead of growing, uh, there will be a, a reduction uh, in, in the number of euros, not so large, but in the purchasing power of, of, uh, of the money allocated will, will, will go down over seven years. So, so this basically locks the whole thing over seven years. So, so it's very serious, not necessarily for the next year, but then uh, for the years after. Mm. There are a few uncertainties here. Um, for instance, we don't know yet if Britain will continue to be a part of the European research programs. My, my country, Norway, which is not a part of the European Union, is, is a part and will be a part of the next program. But because of the Brexit process, it's not sure. There's also an uncertainty about Switzerland because they also need to negotiate an association deal with the, the research program. So that means that the money that would come from these countries into the program will not be there. But on the other side, Swiss and, and UK scientists are so successful in ERC. It may mean that there may be a bit more available for others. So there is a, there's a slight uncertainty there, but basically it will go down um, because of the inflation rate. So, so uh, I think the budget, the suggested budget is about 13 point something billion. And for seven years, uh, it's basically a flat, flat number compared to, to now. Which is not a good thing. One last question before I give the floor to my colleague again. Why do you think that the petition is not going to be that successful? I think it was so hard for the governments to agree to any budget uh, at all. And once leaders of the states have, have uh, reached that agreement, they are, they are trying to sort of stay loyal to, to that decision, even if they individual countries would have liked to see uh, a, a different split and, and a higher a higher number for for research. Uh, so I think that's one reason. But what's happening now is that the European Parliament is, is really annoyed about this. So they are protesting and they've said that they, there's no way we will, we will agree with this budget split. Uh, so they're trying different ways to change the budget or the distribution. And they can do it in different ways. And, and so far, uh, we don't know how that will be. 
it may be that they can increase taxation slightly to fund it that way, or they may move money between the various pillars of the research budget so that ESC gets uh, the share it should have had. But one thing I forgot to say was that the ERC has had about 17% of the total research budget of the EU. With this, uh, the, the share will go down to below 15, if I remember correctly. So they may do some changes so that the share goes back to what it has been, which at least means a slight, slight change, but it's, it's far from what it should have been, but it, it's slightly better. So there may be some compromises. Well, let's say uh, we, we, we don't want to close the podcast with uh, like negative thoughts, even if <laughs> this is the reality and we have to face it. But uh, let's hope this episode and your explanations yeah, will help somebody to maybe change their mind and to, of course, focus on the importance of the research, which I think it's one of the main yeah, a wonderful thing we, we, we created, even with the Arcus Alliance that we are part of. So I thank you very much, Professor Jensen. Finger crossed for the petition. And let's hope to record the next episode with the positive news. Can we say that? <laughs> <laughs> if I can just say one thing towards the end. Uh, if you want to do something, contact your, your members of the European Parliament. Uh, that's the most important thing now to ensure that they that they work hard. Uh, the people working in the scientific council of the ERC are, are very active, giving lectures and talking to people all over Europe. But uh, if the the main public also contacts their parliament members, maybe something good can happen. Yeah, we can forward them the the episode of the podcast, of course. <laughs> so they have, they have <laughs> the complete scheme. <laughs> Okay, so thanks again, Gerald, if you want to. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much for this interview. And uh, yeah, we're hoping to hear all of you soon when we record our next uh, episode of Arcus Knowledge Pills. Have you taken your knowledge pill of the day? Be aware that possible side effects include broader perspectives, deeper insights, and an increase in your personal state of knowledge. This is Arcus Knowledge Pills. To learn more about the Alliance and its activities, please visit arcos-alliance.eu.